Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Wasting Brain Cells podcast. As you know, there's been a lot of movies coming out this summer, so of course we're trying to review as much as possible because me and Brad, we just can't turn down a trip to the theater. We just love going to the movie theater. So originally, we were with a couple of our boys. We were supposed to see the new Fast and Furious, but change of plans. It turns out most of us wanted to see a new movie called The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, which is a mouthful to remember, to be honest. Too many apostrophes in that title. And like I said, we've never been huge in the whole Fast and Furious thing, so... Unless you guys absolutely are dying to hear us review Fast and Furious 9, we're not going to review it. Like, it's just not something we really care about. So, we went to see this movie, The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, and as you know, absolutely stacked cast. Ryan Reynolds, Samuel L. Jackson, Salma Hayek, Antonio Banderas, Morgan Freeman, and it's a comedy action movie. We were like, alright, this sounds like a good movie to see with the boys. It could be good action, some good, some really good actors that we're fans of. And just, just some dumb fun. All we needed was some dumb fun and a lot of laughs. So, yeah, it's a sequel to the original back in 2017, 2018, the Hitman, Hitman's Bodyguard. And I think that one pretty much pretty much just had Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson as the main ones. So, yeah, we hadn't seen the first one, but you don't really need to to understand what's happening in this movie. But, yeah, Brad, you want to give our audience just a quick little plot overview about what happens during this movie, and then we're going to review it. We'll tell you what we liked and what we didn't like. Sure. So in this movie, Michael Bryce, played by Ryan Reynolds, is retired from bodyguarding until he is picked up by Sonia Kincaid, played by Samuel Hayek, to save her husband, Darius Kincaid, who is played by Samuel L. Jackson. He is being held hostage when they save him, but then all three of them are taken by Interpol agent Bobby O'Neill, who needs them to help stop Aristotle, played by Antonio Banderas, who wants to destroy Europe's infrastructure since the European Union is planning on adding sanctions to Greece. So, Logan, I say we start by talking about what we liked about this movie. All right, first of all, what I got to say is what I came for was some dumb fun, and it, it gives you some dumb fun. You have some great, like I said, you get some good laughs. Me and Brad, I'd say I had a couple belly laughs during this movie. I mean, I, I laughed... There were a couple scenes where I laughed really hard, and I will give it that. So it's always good when you get a good belly laugh in the movie. And, of course, it's great to see Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson. The acting's good. I will say, they, like, there's none of these actors are bad. Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson, you can tell they're having a good time with this. They're playing themselves. That's what Ryan Reynolds does. He plays himself in, like, every movie, pretty much. Even in Deadpool, he's pretty much just—he was born to play that role. But Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson, they're just kicking it back. They're being themselves. Salma Hayek's character, she's kind of annoying, but that's not really her fault. She's playing that character the best she can. Like I said, there's good acting in this movie. They're all doing what they can. And some of the shots in here are just great. Like, I didn't expect this movie to be so well, like, directed. Some of the shots you see, like, with the scenes, because they supposedly go all around the world in this movie. We don't know how, like, you don't know where this was filmed, to be honest. But the shots they get, like, just stuff, like, on the water and some of the scenes and some of the buildings, they're amazing. I didn't expect that good of shots in this movie. So I feel like it does a lot well, and it, like I said, you get some good, the action scenes aren't as bad as I thought they'd be. You get some really good comedic scenes, especially the scene involving gelato, which, I mean, I guess, you want me to say, tell me about that one, Brad? Sure, go ahead. Okay, so the best scene, I will say this, is when it's later in the movie, and Michael Bryce is going to go to his father's to try to get help, to help him on this mission. So... They go into the house, and then they knock on the door, and he goes, Dad. And his dad's standing in the corner, and it's just the dark outline of a man, and we don't know who it is. He steps forward, and Ryan Reynolds' dad in this movie is played by Morgan Freeman, which was funny. And they kind of set up a joke, like, you're dead, but he is. And Ryan Reynolds keeps interrupting, saying, but he's what? 
they know they're trying to say, but he's black, Ryan Reynolds is white, you know, that's the joke. But that was actually pretty funny. And then they go to have, like, a little, like, dinner with him, and they serve gelato, and then Michael Bryce starts having flashbacks, and they're all saying, why is he, like, scared over gelato? So then Morgan Freeman goes, and when he was, like, little, he went to a fair, and he went to get some gelato, and then there was this fat dude, 290-pound Italian man, on a ride. He fell out of the ride and squished his mom to death, and they show it. I thought I wouldn't stop laughing at that. Just the Morgan Freeman setup was funny. The gelato setup was funny. Those stuff was actually genuinely funny. So I gotta say, it did give me some good belly laughs. Like I said, beautiful directing in some of this. So there's actually a decent amount to like in this movie, even though it is kind of stupid. But it is a good movie just to see with your boys. If you're looking for just some dumb fun where you can turn your brain off for a little bit. I think this is a good boys movie. I think us and the boys really like this. Um, yeah, I, I liked a decent amount about this movie. I mean, who can't not love... Uh, um, comedy action movie, and with all these actors, you know it's going to be somewhat good. So I think this movie did a great job of kind of being what it was supposed to be, a uh, action comedy movie. And honestly, I just kind of like how, you know, the, the main characters all fight with each other, but I think secretly they know they all kind of like each other. You know, Michael Bryce, uh, Sonia and Darius Kincaid, they're all just like, fighting kind of during the movie which I, I think is kind of funny and I, I would say some of the jokes fell flat but as it went on it started to get um kind of better but the thing is is also when you have Samuel L. Jackson in the movie I think especially when it's our Samuel L. Jackson movie I think you lose kind of part of it because you know the one word he always says all the time mother and then I think you can finish um the other word so um that kind of made it a little bit some of the comedy kind of bland, but, I mean, I think it kind of did what it was supposed to. And, honestly, there were some decently funny scenes. The gelato scene, as Logan said, is really funny. And I also really like the scene where, like, Michael Bryce is finally relaxing after, you know, he's, like, done being a bodyguard. He puts on his headphones, and he's just reading a magazine. Um, and so, as he's doing that, in the background, there's a bunch of people getting shot, and then, you know, Sonia comes out of nowhere and tries to save him, you know, it's just like, oh, I'm done being bodyguard, all of a sudden a mass shooting is happening behind him, so, um, that was kind of funny, so I think a lot of the comedy was good, which went well along the action, so, I mean, it, it did for the most part what it's supposed to, and I mean, with just a star-studded cast like that, you know it's just going to be pretty good um so logan i say we go ahead and get into what we didn't like about this movie i, I was thinking about that the other night i'm like this movie was good but it just i feel like it could have been a little bit better like with what it had like with all the cast you have ryan reynolds samuel jackson morgan freeman samuel jackson and morgan freeman are legends like that's those are two acting legends then you have salma hayek antonio banderas the think about that they were able to get antonio banderas and morgan freeman two of the most iconic voices in this movie your, your cast is, a, you've got an A-list cast in this movie. Good directing, like I said, good cinematography. I was trying to think, I was like, what what really went wrong? The acting's really not even bad either. None of those actors are doing bad. I think it's the script. I think this script, I mean, it wasn't, like, it did give me some good laughs. I'm not saying it's a horrible script, but, like, I think the script holds this movie back, because I got to get a lot in the first half of this movie. I'm like, all right, this is just, like, eh, like, this is just okay. I'm like, this could be a little bit better. Now, in the second half, it picks up when it starts getting a little more goofy, and it starts going for it a little bit more. It gets a little more goofy. It knows what it is. And especially that scene near the end where he's trying to have an emotional 
scene with Samuel L. Jackson, Ryan Reynolds is, and they're just like talking in a bar, and there's a bunch of people getting beat up, and they're casually beating people up while they talk. That was pretty good. But I feel like the script, like I said, in the beginning, it, it starts out slow, and I didn't think a lot of the jokes landed in the first half. Like, first half, jokes fell flat. Salma Hayek's character, I get she's supposed to be annoying, but I feel like they just made her somewhat of a Mexican stereotype. Oh, can't speak English very well. And they're just like, it, they're, it's basically one of those movies where it's like, oh, it's we rated it R. Let's just a bunch of force cussing. Like Samuel Jackson, he's got to curse every other word. Salma Hayek, she's got to curse every word. Some of these sentences don't need curse words. It's like, okay, I'm not beyond cursing in movies. I get it. But like, they're forcing stuff, in my opinion, just because, oh, it's R. Let's force R-rated material in here. And I'm like, okay, you're just cursing for no reason. Jokes are falling flat. Antonio Banderas is the main villain in this movie, and his character is just bland. Like, I don't even remember his character's name, to be honest. I'm just going to call him Antonio Banderas. His character's bland, and I feel like they try to make something happen with him and Salma, that plot line. That didn't really do much for me. And then, I like Morgan Freeman's use in this movie. Like, it's funny when they bring him in near the end, but, like, there's this scene near the end. And I, like, Michael Bryce brings back... Michael Bryce, they get shot with a tranquilizer dart and something happens. I don't remember. The plot wasn't amazing in this movie. It's kind of a stereotypical action plot. But he goes back to Morgan Freeman's house and he's like, Michael Bryce, I'm actually working for like the enemy. I'm his bodyguard and I'm like not happy that you're my son. I want to disown you. But they do it so quickly and it's like, okay, this is an important piece for the movie. You just kind of quickly did this and quickly went by it. And I'm like, okay. Like I said, the script's just kind of messy sometimes. I feel like that's what's holding it back. It's inconsistent some parts goes for it and it's funny some parts the jokes fall flat and the plot i'm not gonna trash it but it is kind of your basic action plot and especially at the end where it's like oh we're on a boat we're fighting and oh if you do this this boat's gonna blow up so we gotta get out so my main issue is just an inconsistent script i feel like when you have this kind of cast you gotta get a better script because then this movie's just gonna fall flat and it's not it didn't reach in my opinion it's true potential of just how great this movie really could have been i'm not saying it had to be like an oscar-worthy masterpiece but they could have tightened a few more plot lines up and wrote, written a few better jokes than just, oh, let's just curse, 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 and stereotype, because Samuel L. Jackson's here, and Salma Hayek's not the best, and let's make her just a Mexican stereotype. So, yeah, script writers, I feel like you held this movie back a little bit. Yeah, because I'll be honest, I mean, I know there were some of the jokes that fell flat, you know, and I think it mainly had to do with, like, as Logan said, the forced cursing and so, yeah, most of the comedy and action was pretty good, you know. I, I mean, I wasn't mad with the script, like, plot-wise, with, like, oh, it's just an average action movie, because that's what I expected. But, I, I mean, as Logan said, that how it was written ruined it a little bit. Because, I mean, when Michael Bryce goes back to, like, Morgan Freeman's house, who, like, it's, it's his stepdad, you know, they just kind of put that bomb out of nowhere that, oh, Morgan Freeman's character is, like, the bodyguard for the bad guy and then he just disowns his son like yeah that just came out of nowhere i think that's what, what i just kind of didn't like a lot of this stuff just came out of nowhere and i mean i like movies that are kind of fast paced but like also in some of the scenes you know it's just like what are they doing here you know why what, what why are they doing this you know that was that was just kind of the bad part about the script is it was just kind of messy because they're going all over the place you know like one scene they're not doing anything revolving like their task at hand you know they're just like going to some random place yelling at each other Logan is so right about Antonio Banderas's character they could have done so much better with him and especially with how like brave an actor he is but they literally did, like, nothing much with this character that made it great. I was fine with Morgan Freeman's character because, I mean, there's been a ton of Morgan Freeman characters like this. Because I think it's 
mainly because he's getting older, so he just has like smaller parts in like movies like this. I I was just like, hey, he's a legend. I'm just glad he's on this movie. That that's just the only thing that was bad about this movie is that the script ruined some of it for me. So yeah. I'm gonna go off what Brad says. I just not realize that there's some scenes where like. They're not really doing anything important. They're just kind of screaming at each other, making some jokes that are halfway landed. Like, some of the scenes that weren't important kind of dragged a little bit, but then you get to an important scene that's actually important for this plot that, let's be honest, it's not a great plot, but, like, when it seems kind of important to a plot, whether the plot's good or not, you got to spend some time on it and just quickly going by stuff. It's like, oh, like, it's like they had, like, a time limit. It's like, oh, you know, we can't go past this time, so we got to kind of rush this, but... I don't know. I feel like the second half is good, but like I said, this script holds this movie back, and I'm surprised these actors agreed to this script, because I'm surprised they didn't get anything a little bit better, especially when you got, like, Samuel L. Jackson and Morgan Freeman and Tony Banderas, legendary actors, and Ryan Reynolds, he's on his way to being a legend, but I don't think he's an acting legend yet, but he'll be up there soon. Salma Hayek's probably a legend. Yeah, she's a legend. But like I said, I don't know what these actors kind of, like, they, they're trying, like, I, I, I'm i not blaming them, because they're, they're having to deal with the characters they're written, Salma Hayek's trying, she has to be annoying, but that character falls flat sometimes, I mean, Samuel Jackson, Ryan Reynolds, I don't mind them being themselves, Antonio Banderas, his character's, like, just, the character they're giving him is, just sucks, like, he's trying to do something, they're trying, but when, in the end of the day, when you don't have a good script, and it's inconsistent writing, you can only do so much. Yeah, and so I kind of want to, like, talk about kind of, like, the characters and like the the two that are like really good i thought uh, ryan reynolds and samuel jackson char characters were really well done you know i i think like it was easier for them you know because like they did the first movie together so you know i think like they had some chemistry i didn't like what they did with michael bryce um at the beginning you know he's all kind of soft he can't do bodyguarding and he does all that talking to himself because they like they made that into a joke later when Darius found all these things. It was like that wasn't even that funny. It was just kind of dumb. I don't know why they did that. Again, that's a problem with the script, you know, that made his character kind of bad. But Ryan Reynolds does a great job of being this character, and so does Samuel Jackson being his. And so I kind of like theirs and their development into oh yeah when they eventually become kind of friends, but they're also kind of enemies at the same time. So action wise. And for the most part, comedy-wise, they did all right, except, you know, as Logan said, when the script kind of ruined it. Also, with Samuel Hayek's character, her character kind of reminded me of kind of like a Kevin Hart character. Because in any Kevin Hart thing, now all he is is like, all they do is make like jokes, you know, about like, you know, his height. And then, you know, all he does is scream and yell all the time. Which is kind of like what Samuel Hayek's character was, you know, they kind of... All the jokes, like, that were made about her, you know, was probably, like, you know, as Logan said, like, they made, like, too many jokes about how she couldn't really say too many things in English well. And she did a lot of yelling and screaming in this movie. Like, any time she had a gun, she'd just run at people go, ah! <laughs> I mean, let's be real here, so. But, again, legendary cast. I mean, so they do kind of, like, I mean, just with that cast, I think you have to go see that movie. So, like, character development was I, i'd say all right it just all depends on who the character was i say now bro let's just get into like our scores like start rating it out of 10 just tell the audience what we think you want to go first uh sure so for this movie i want to give it a six because i mean i've seen worse action movies i've seen a lot worse 
action movies. And so with that cast, you know, I think that cast is really just what carries it to a six. The action's really good. For the most part, the comedy's good, except when the script kind of ruined it. I mean, I know I'm repeating myself here again, but I, I think it's a solid movie. Definitely, like, you know, me and Logan saw with a couple of friends, so definitely a movie, like, to watch with some friends. You can just joke around with it to make it even kind of funnier. I, I'll give it a six. The script really just kind of took it down. The beginning was pretty slow. There were some scenes that don't make sense and got kind of messy. But just for, like, the characters and so, uh, the jokes that were funny, like, that gelato scene, that had us cracking up. That had us dying. Like, <laughs> it was really funny. There's a couple other scenes that were really kind of funny. So, for that, I'm giving it a six. What are you giving it, Logan? I want to start off. It gave me everything probably that I wanted. It's just, I think, I just wish it would have been a little funnier. I just think the comedy falls flat a little sometimes. But, like Brad said, it's a good movie to go see with your boys. If you just want some mindless, dumb fun, just have a time at the theater. I would say definitely it's it's good for that purpose. It serves a good purpose for what it does, but, like, it could have been better. Because I don't care, but I have, like, the plot's not the best. I just feel like sometimes comedy falls flat and some of the stuff just doesn't make sense. But like I said, dumb fun, I we're not above dumb fun here. We don't mind dumb fun movies. I think dumb, dumb fun movies serve their purpose. You know, go see it with your boys. But I'm not going to say, I'm not going to tell everyone to go out and see it. Because I don't think... This is the best movie. Like, if you have, like, if there's nothing on at the theater and you want to see it, go ahead. But I'm not going to say you have to see this in the theaters because I think this is a perfect movie for, like, Netflix. Like, you want to have your boys ever watch a movie on Netflix. I think this is something you put on, you'd all be satisfied. But, like, going to the theater and having to pay, like, we pay the what, like, 12 bucks to see this? Yeah. 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 I don't think it was worth the whole 12 bucks, I'm going to be honest. I probably, looking back at it, wish I had to pay 12 bucks for this. But, hey, what are you going to do? Life short. So like I said, if you guys want to, what I'd recommend for this, wait until Netflix or it comes out on streaming. I think it'll be much better just to sit at home and watch. But still, it, it does more good than bad, in my opinion, because the movie knows what it is, and I don't mind it. So I agree with Brad. It's a 6 out of 10, not bad. Just wait till you can have fun with this when it comes on Netflix. So 6 out of 10. But I feel like with a better script, this definitely could have been an 8 out of 10, honestly. So... Six out of ten, not bad, but definitely the worst movie we see in theaters this year because I liked Godzilla versus Kong better. Nobody was better than this movie. Nobody was good. Nobody was nobody, in my opinion, is the better version of this movie. It had a way less and the cast wasn't even nowhere near as good as this. And then you got uh Quiet Place Two. Obviously that's probably gonna be the best movie I've seen in theaters unless something overtakes it later this year. But I want to get to this. Nobody had the reason nobody was a better movie is because they had a better script. Nobody has an actually good script, something to work with, a decent plot. The jokes land, but they don't all. Well, that movie's more action, but at least the jokes were landing yeah. in that. And, and here's the thing: a lot of the jokes that like we found funny weren't jokes because I mean the funniest part in that scene is like when I can't even remember the characters' names, but Bob Odenkirk is like Grandpa, who's like a FBI agent who's in a nursing home. These two mob members come and kill him, and they're like, "Oh, it's a sleeping Grandpa. We can easily kill him." All of a sudden, he wakes up flips up a double barrel shotgun and kills them all. That was funny, even though I, I think they didn't mean for that to be, like, a funny scene. It's just an action scene. That movie is a perfect example of when you take an, a legendary actor, Christopher Lloyd, you give him a role that's kind of surprising, you don't expect. They utilized him perfectly in that movie. Morgan Freeman, kind of inconsistent near the end. Just, it's weird he's there sometimes, and I feel like they could have done a little more with that. But like I said, nobody's better because it had a better script. So like I said, that was better. Quiet Place. That's going to be the best movie I've seen in theaters the whole year. 
by far, definitely, from what we've seen. But yeah, like I said, me and Brad both agreed this is a six. Just wait until Netflix. But also, we're going to say this. We are going to see a lot more movies this summer. We plan on seeing Black Widow. I'm going to force Brad to see the new Space Jam. The Suicide Squad. Free Guy. So like I said, we got a lot more summer movies coming out. We're looking forward to those. Also, I feel like this movie... I feel like Fast and Furious wouldn't have been much better than this. Because either way, it, was, it wasn't going to be much better. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. is like I like what Logan said. This is a movie that you probably shouldn't watch in theaters. It's a red box movie, as I like to call it. But there's just not much out right now. I know, like, you know, there's, like, a decent amount of movies, you know, coming out later this summer. But, you know, COVID just kind of ruined everything. So there's not as much movies coming out this summer as I think there usually is. And so right now, I think the two movies in the theaters that are, like, probably the two biggest are this movie and Fast and Furious 9. I doubt Fast and Furious would have been much better than this, because, like, they're both just going to be stupid, not well-written, dumb movies. Like I said, we just saw, oh, this is more of a comedy, and look at the cast. Oh, my God, we got to see this. But, Brad, I guarantee this didn't do well at the box office. Like, look it up right quick. I guarantee you this did not perform well at the box office. I bet, because when we went to the theater, it was like, besides us, there was four people. I bet this didn't do well. Like I said, this was a least crowded movie if I've ever seen it. Fast and Furious is probably packed. But like I said, I, I don't I doubt this did well because there's nothing at the movies anymore. So I just looked at the box office for this one. So the budget for this movie was fifty to seventy million. Right now at the box office it's only gotten thirty two point six million. Yeah, they they might lose well is that in the US or is that worldwide? I'm not sure. I just Googled it right quick. But yeah, I mean so Fast and Furious nine I mean, I, I've heard it's kind of a little bit ridiculous, too. I mean, either one of these is just, like, kind of, you know, it's pick and choose, really. And Fast and Furious, I, I don't think if we ever get to see that new one, we won't review it. I mean, the Fast and Furious is just basically just cash grab now. It's just another movie, a bunch of car chasing. You, you get the point. The reason also I feel like the movies are kind of just, there's nothing but theater right now is because, Usually during the summer, kids are out of school. So, like, you get a lot of, like, ki family kids movies. Like, I don't think I've seen Pixar or DreamWorks or, like I said, Fox or any of the most, like, kids movies. Elimination. Any of those, like, movie, uh, any of those studios that make kids movies. There's not a lot of kids movies out right now. So, I feel like that's the reason why there's nothing at the theaters. Because, like, let's be honest. Like, even those animated movies, that's something for everybody. Like, Toy Story 4, when that came out a couple summers ago, that was a big box office thing. I feel like theaters are missing those family movies that are big from, like, Disney and DreamWorks. Like, those are usually the ones that make them a lot of money during the summer. Of course, you're going to have Fast and Furious, like, 9 for, like, people like us. But, like, you're not getting a lot of family movies at the movies. And I feel like that's what's hurting them. Because, like, right now it's just, like, Peter Rabbit. You're getting Space Jam. But, like I said, a lot of the movies meant for little kids and families. They're not out this summer. And you can kind of tell that some of these movies are kind of just missing. Like, we're getting Black Widow this summer. But I feel like... I feel like this movie, like, this summer could have been a lot better for movies, but COVID's messed up the whole theater, and now people are just streaming, so I still love going to the movie theater. I'm still going to go see Black Widow and all that in the movie theater, but I feel like more people are just watching it at home because the theater's just dying, and their people are just switching to streaming now. So, yeah, I think that's going to wrap up our review of the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Again, decent movie, just 
I don't know if it's something you want to go to the movie theater for. But it might be something you have to if you really want to go to the movie theater because there's not much out right now. But yeah, um, we're excited to review again even more movies this summer. And we thank you for listening to this episode of the Waste of Brain Cells podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Waste of Brain Cells podcast. If you enjoyed this show, we please encourage you to share it with a friend. If you didn't like the show, we get it. Me and Logan aren't that great of comedians. Just pretend you didn't listen to our podcast. Please follow us on our Instagram, which is Waste of Brain Cells Pod, for all updates about our podcast. If you would like to be a guest on our show, please DM us at our Instagram. That is the quickest way to get in contact with us. And remember, all episodes come out on Wednesday at 3. Thank you for listening.